Hello and welcome to the Tweed Coast Church Podcast. Thanks for joining us. We hope that this message would inspire you, that it would build your faith, and that it would give you perspective on how God is moving in your life. So be blessed and enjoy the message. Well, good morning, church. It's so good to have you with us. Thank you for joining us. We're coming to your home from my home, and so I hope you're doing well on Father's Day. Uh, whether you're in lockdown in New South Wales or you're in Queensland and you are a free-range chicken up there in Queensland, we are jealous of you. We love you, and um, you seem so close yet so far away. We love you and we're thinking of you. In fact, next week, we're really wanting our Queensland locale to reconnect again at Palm Beach. So you'll hear about that. And uh, we just love you. We miss you so much. And here in New South Wales, got one more week of lockdown. Hopefully it ends this week. But I'm just so proud of you, so thankful for you. Listen, building a legacy offering last week was just so significant. It was so significant being on land. And, and, you know, we read the prayers that you wrote or typed out uh, this week. We read them and I was just so moved at the faith that you just have been bringing around this building a legacy this year. And, and, and it's really shown in the way that you've been giving financially as well. But the faith, you know, if faith is the currency of heaven, I'm telling you, our bank account in heaven is getting Field. And it's just so significant. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. We'll tell you the amount of which we gave at the end of September. And it's just been so significant. But I do want to say to you today, happy Father's Day to everyone. Happy Father's Day to the dads and the fathers out there. We say we love you. We need you. You're so important to our families. You're so important to our church. You're so important to the community. You're so important to this nation. You mean so much to us. For a lot of us, including myself, Father's Day is a great day to celebrate my dad and my father-in-law and and be celebrated as well as a family. But for some people, there's a lot of heartbreak around Father's Day. And so we're thinking of you as well today. Maybe you've your dad has passed in the last year or, or two. And, and so Remembering your father is quite a heartache or heartbreak for you, or maybe you haven't had a great experience as a dad or a father, and you're, you're, you're thinking of that today. Well, we're thinking of you, and I just want to point you to the wonderful Heavenly Father today by which we get all our definition of how we're to be fathers and how we're to relate to fathers, our wonderful Heavenly Father that is perfect in every way. We're praying for you and standing with you. No matter who you are today, whether you are a dad or a mum or a young adult or you're a teenager, no matter your journey of faith even today, I'm praying that these next few moments that God would speak to you in profound ways. So let's get into this, this message today that God wants to speak to you and move in your life today. The text is 1 Samuel 1, 27 to 28. This is a lady called Hannah. She's saying these words. I prayed for this child and the Lord has granted me what I asked of him. So now I give him to the Lord for this whole life, for his whole life, he will be given over to the Lord and he worshipped the Lord there. Today I'm sharing on a few thoughts, the remaining time we have around the thought of trusting God with what is most precious to you. 
let me say it again, trusting God with what is most precious to you. In context, this scripture is based around this lady, Hannah, who was a mighty woman of God in the Old Testament. She'd been barren. She hadn't been able to have children and she had no children, but she prayed to God. She sought the Lord and the Lord responded to her prayers and she conceived and gave birth to a child that they named Samuel. Now, Samuel was significant because he was a powerful, mighty man of God. He would grow to become a mighty man of God and he was a prophet to the nation of Israel. And so it was quite significant for this lady, Hannah, to bring Samuel to the Lord. But I want you to put this in context. Here's a lady who has been barren, cried out to the Lord. She couldn't have babies. She didn't have any children, but God heard her prayers. And so she gave birth to this child, Samuel. So you can imagine how precious this young boy is to this lady, Hannah. And yet she comes on this day and she does this profound thing where she dedicates her son, dedicates her child, that which is most precious to her, dedicates him to the Lord. In fact, what this actually means is that she left the child in the priest's care to be raised in the temple and she went home to live her own life. And so you can see this is so significant. She really trusted what was most precious to her to the Lord. My question is today is, are you trusting God with what is most precious to you? Uh, the question needs to be asked, what is most precious to you? Well, if you're a mum or a dad, I'm sure you, you may say that, that your kids are most precious to the Lord. But for each one of us, we have different things that are precious, that are meaningful, that have a place in our lives of importance. Maybe it's your business. Maybe it's your finances or your kids or your studies. Maybe your marriage, all things that are important to us. Maybe it's your future marriage or your health. Here's the thing, that what is most precious to you is possibly the thing that you'll find hardest to trust God with. Can I say that again? What is most precious to you is possibly the thing that you find hardest to trust God with. You know, as many of you know, um, in December... You know, we went through a pe peculiar uh, journey where I had a brain tumour that was 52 millimetres in, in, in width in, in my brain. And we walked through a, a real journey that many of you have heard, heard about and, and a challenging journey. Uh, it was quite sig significant when the doctors are, are saying, you know, get your, get your stuff together, you know, make sure your will's okay because... Through this um, operation, we're very confident, but we're not too sure how things will turn out because of where the tumour is, that it's quite a significant size and where it's placed in your brain it is quite significant. So we can't promise you that you'll get through this operation. It's quite a kick to the guts. Now, what I struggled with, amongst other things through that journey, was trusting what would happen to my kids if I was to pass, you know, like Amy's old enough, mature enough for me to be confident that she would follow the Lord, that she'd go on, you know, serving God and living for God and she would be to some extent okay. 
but it was my young kids, the four of them, that were young enough to be really impacted through the season. And I really worried about that amongst all things, thinking that my kids would possibly be without a dad. But this is where this came to to me, this point that I'm speaking on today, to entrust, to entrust my kids to the Lord, to trust them, to let go of them in some respect and put them in the hands of the creator. You see, here's a question. Will we trust God with what has been entrusted to us? Will we trust God with what has been entrusted to us? You, you know, we're just stewards. And that, that's what stood out to me when I was in, in those, those, those days and months before the operation, that I'm just a steward. I'm just a caretaker of my kids. I'm just a caretaker that I'm just, I'm not their saviour. I'm not their Lord. I am their father and I have been entrusted with their lives for a short period of time. The question is, will we trust God with what has been entrusted to us? Whether it's been a business, a family, a marriage, excuse me, a, a moment in time, will we trust God with what has been entrusted to us. You know, sometimes when things are getting started, <clears throat> it's really easy to trust God because we have nothing else. <laughs> you know, we're taking that child home for the first time and we have that child and we're like, man, I've got a human being I need to raise now. And so <laughs> it's really easy to see our dependence and to have a dependence upon God. Maybe we're starting a business for the first time and we're putting everything on the line. And so it's really somewhat easier to trust God because, you know, we've got nothing if he doesn't come through. But then when we get things going, you know, and, and the kid gets older or the business gets a little bit more mature, whatever it is in your world, we can begin to trust ourselves. We can be self-dependent, self-reliant. And instead of saying at the start, it was God, I need you. And now it's become God, I've got this, you know, and the sense of I want to be in control of this. I want to be in control of the situation. In fact, the season that we're in, I think that's one of the most challenging things for us because we're in many ways out of control because people are making decisions on our behalf. Isn't it a great opportunity to fall back into the arms of God again and to trust him in ways that we have forgotten to trust him with, to, to, to fall back into his arms again in dimensions of our lives that we've taken control of and hold of ourselves and trust to his mighty hand again. Now, I'm going to read a scripture to you that many of you are possibly familiar with, but I'm praying by the Spirit of God that you'd see this scripture with new eyes, with new eyes. It's Proverbs 3, 5. This is a scripture to live by, and it says this, trust in the Lord. Watch this. With all your heart. With all your heart. Maybe you could say that. With all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And watch this. And lean not on your own understanding. Lean not on your own understanding. You see, your own understanding is not just a, a you know, cerebral knowledge about what you think should happen, but it's our own ways of thinking, our own view, our own opinion, and our own way of doing things. So God's saying, don't lean on that. Don't depend upon that, but depend upon me. Lean on me. 
a missionary named John Payton in the late 19th century. He was a Scotsman and he moved and travelled to New Hebrides, which is a group of islands in southwest Pacific. And he was determined to tell the tribal people about Jesus. The islanders were cannibals. Nobody trusted anybody else. And his, his life was in constant danger. He'd come to tell them the good news about Jesus. And he wanted to translate John's gospel into their language. But he discovered that there was no word in their language for trust, for belief, for faith. And so he, he struggled to find the right word as he was translating the book of John for the, the word trust or faith. But one day when his indigenous servant came in, Payton raised both feet off the floor sat back in his chair and asked, what am I doing now? In reply, the servant used a word that means to lean your whole weight upon. To lean your whole weight upon. This became the expression that Peyton used. You see, trust is leaning our whole weight upon Jesus. Trust is leaning our whole weight upon Jesus. And can I say to you today that and remind us today that he is worth placing your trust in him, that he is worthy, that he can handle it. There is nothing that God doesn't know everything about. There is nothing that God is unable to accomplish. And there is nothing that can separate you from his love. He is worthy of all your trust and all your weight today. So how do we trust God with what is most precious? How do we trust God with what is most precious? Well, we're going to learn from Hannah just really quickly as we wrap this up today. We're going to learn from Hannah. In verse 28 it says, Hannah speaking, So now I give him to the Lord. For his whole life he will be given over to the Lord. Here's the first thought from Hannah's lesson today about trusting God to let go to let go. She'd given birth to this child that she'd prayed for, but literally came to the temple to give Samuel to the Lord, and she had to let go. She had to release him. She had to let go. It, it, it reminds me of the movie Lord of the Rings, where Schmeagel, you know, who holds the ring in his hands, and he'll not let it go. Remember his words? My precious, so was he intent on holding tightly to the ring. That's like us sometimes, my precious. And whatever it is, we're holding on to it. We, we don't even want to delegate to others, let alone delegate to God. Maybe we think he won't do it as good as us or, or some reason. But the word of the Lord today is let go, let go. See, you're not losing it. In this context, you're not losing it, you're releasing it you're releasing it. It, it even right now you can just things in your world things that are precious to you that you just know you haven't been trusting God with hear, hear the voice of, of heaven today it's not a condemning voice it's to say saying let it go let it go but here's the second thing not only let it go but let God that's what she did she just didn't bring the child and knock on the door and run away, run away. No, she let go of the child, but she let God. She trusted the child to God. Place what is most precious in your life in his hands. Can you see how 
simple this message is, but so profound in our lives to let go, but let God place it in his hands and let God do what only he can do. Let God do what only he can do. You know, even recently as we come to a close and I'm going to pray with people in just a moment, in my heart, in the last few months, possibly this year, you know, as the pandemic has once again taken our lives on a crazy journey and has done a lot of different things for us and put different people under different pressures and different challenges in life. Some of my readings, as I'm sure some of you are aware, there's a term that has come out from the pandemic called the shadow pandemic, which is really about the impact of the cure for the pandemic. The the shadow pandemic is, and it is quite significant and, and a very real thing, but the worry got in my heart about the shadow pandemic, not so much about the pandemic, but the shadow pandemic, which is about the impact that the cure for the pandemic, whether it's lockdowns or whatever, would have upon people in society. And it, and it is significant to talk about or think about. But for me as a dad, it actually began to get into my spirit. I began to worry about how my kids' well-being, my, began to worry about my kids' well-being and how they would walk through this season that maybe they wouldn't be impacted by the pandemic but maybe possibly impacted by the shadow pandemic maybe that's the same with you but maybe it's not your kids that you're worrying about but it's something else that you're worrying about and you're not releasing to God well that's what I was doing I was holding on to it and God asked me like how he can and how he does he says says to me when I was worrying and holding on to these thoughts he was like why why, Jono, are you thinking like this? And you're like, God, you know, like, pandemic? Are you asleep? You know, you're not, you know, like the disciples said, God, why are you sleeping on the boat? That's how I felt like sometimes, like, God, don't you know? But then God reminded me of Psalm 91, which speaks about another shadow. Can I read you Psalm 91 as we close today? Psalm 91, those who live in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I trust him for he will rescue from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors of night, you know, I'm reading it and I'm like, I'm getting a point by now, God, I'm getting a point. Nor the arrow that flies in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though 10,000 are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. And so through that, God led me to the scriptures that I had to be reminded again to let go and to let God. And in my spirit, as I was meditating on those scriptures that, uh, that were encouraging me to trust my kids again and whatever it is in your world today, to trust God again in that area, to lean on him. It, God said to me, like he wants to speak to people today. He said to me, you know, Johnny, your kids, if you walk through this the right way, your kids will become dragon slayers for the kingdom of God. And something of faith 
came into my spirit like I'm praying it's coming into yours today that when we trust God with what is most precious to us he's not going to abandon us or leave us in fact the scriptures have come into my spirit about Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego in the furnace they had to go through the fire but when they came out they didn't even smell of smoke and I'm believing over your life today that as you trust what is most precious to you whether it's your kids your finances your businesses your future into God's hand can you today be reminded that he is faithful that he is good that he is kind that as you let it go and let God do his thing that God will be faithful in your life in and in and every season in Jesus name trust the God of the universe with what is most precious to you today you see the Christian life is continually about letting go and letting God isn't it even when we began our relationship with Jesus we came to the point where we just couldn't do this ourselves we couldn't become good enough We couldn't, in our own strength, become holy enough, but we had to let go and let God trust that what he did on a cross, trust that that was enough for me to be okay with God, for me to have my sins forgiven. And today, in whatever circumstance you're in, it starts with salvation, but it continues to go through every season of our life trusting God with what is most precious to you. Today, whatever you're walking through, I want to pray with you today, but why don't you really do this? Why don't you put your hands out like this as a sign of surrender that you today in God's presence are letting go. But you're not just letting it go, you're releasing it. You're not losing it, you're releasing it. There's a difference. You're not losing it because you're giving it to Jesus. You're trusting. You're not leaning on your own understanding, but you are giving it to him. Let me pray for you today in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, I'm praying right now by the Spirit of God that you would come into every situation right now, every lounge room, every kitchen, wherever people are listening to this right now, and there'd be a sense of your peace and your presence. I thank you, Father, that when we release What we have in our hands to you, it's not lost. It's just taken from us for a time because we are stewards, but you will renew it and you'll replenish it and you'll work upon it. It is you that is the master. So today we release what is most precious to us, our kids, our marriage, our business, our home, our health, into your hands. We trust you with all our hearts. We don't lean on our own understanding today. We acknowledge you. We know that you're working in our lives. So I pray for freedom, liberty in homes and hearts and lives this Father's Day today, right now, in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, friends, we love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful Father's Day and we'll talk to you real soon. God bless. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you would like to connect with us, we would love to connect with you. Jump on our website, tweetcoastchurch.com.au for ways to stay in touch. Or follow us on Instagram at tweetcoastchurch. Well, that's it from us. Have a fantastic week.